Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And so for all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Not from my perch. At one point during the evacuation, there was an aircraft taking off full of people, Americans and Afghans alike, every 48 minutes. And not one single mission was missed. So I'm sorry, I just won't buy the whole argument of chaos. It was tough in the first few hours. You would expect it to be. There was nobody at the airport. That's John Kirby yesterday from the White House uh, press room. And I can't believe those words came out of his mouth on the new Pentagon report on the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, I generally uh, like this John Kirby fellow. I realize he's got a job to do and his job is to uh, help the administration. But I had never heard him say anything to my mind, that ridiculous. How can you possibly make the phrase, I didn't see any chaos from my perch. How can you make those words come out of your mouth after what everybody saw during those weeks shortly after Joe Biden took office coming out of Afghanistan? So uh, two thoughts. Number one, uh, earlier I mentioned uh, I could hear in a different quote, John Kirby's soul die the moment where his soul died because he was saying things he knew to be uh, untrue and utterly immoral. And I, too, think he's a pretty good guy. He's just, he makes a living defending the indefensible. Um, but having said that, we, we were tossing together this segment frantically, and, uh, and, and I want to do something just really slightly different for a minute. Uh, Michael, play that same clip, Kirby, and then 34 immediately after it. 
And so for all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Not from my perch. At one point during the evacuation, there was an aircraft taking off full of people, Americans and Afghans alike, every 48 minutes. And not one single mission was missed. So I'm sorry, I just won't buy the whole argument of chaos. It was tough in the first few hours. You would expect it to be. There was nobody at the airport. For all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Not from my perch. Whoa, 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 it was whoa, whoa. tough in the first few hours. Oh, go ahead. You would That's expect me. it to be. While it's been hard and messy, and yes, far from perfect, I've honored that commitment. When a civil war comes to an end with an opposing force marching on the Capitol, there are going to be scenes of chaos. So I'm sorry, I just won't buy the whole argument of chaos. Yeah, the White House and their various spokespeople repeatedly referred to the chaos at the time. I, well, if you remember the story at all, and you probably do, it was unbelievably chaotic for days. Still is, actually. Um, and I'll recommend for the hundredth time the book The Fifth Act by Elliot Ackerman. He was there. He was trying to get people out. He was there the day the bomb went off and killed a whole bunch of uh, Americans and hundreds of uh, Afghans. He'll tell you what it was like, the chaos for days and days and the strings he was pulling, calling old college buddies to try to get translators onto some of those planes because it was just completely random. It was just who could push who down to get on the plane and some translators got out and some criminals got out and some translator. I'm looking at the plane right now with the people hanging off the wheels. Oh, my God, for for Kirby to stand the baby being handed across the razor wire for Kirby to stand up there and say, you know, first couple hours, maybe. But I didn't see chaos from my perch. How did he get those words to come out of his mouth? It was days and days of violent, deadly, terrifying chaos. And I'm not kidding. Disastrous results in terms of humanity, in terms of billions and billions of dollars of equipment left behind. I think the fifth act should be required reading in schools just because he talks about it in the framework of the history of wars. And this happens over and over again, where all kinds of terrible things go wrong in wars and nobody gets held to account for it. It's just the way it works. Nobody got fired over the way Iraq went, you know, since we're dealing with the 20 anniversary of that. Whether you think going in was a good idea or not, obviously the execution was horrible. Nobody got fired. Everybody just moved on. Everybody pretended everything, that, that everything was fine. Same thing with leaving Afghanistan here. And we, we, I remember back when it was going on, we played the quotes of uh, Joe Biden when he was making the argument for it, and he was right, unfortunately. Look, we'll, just like getting out of Vietnam or, or, or other situations, it's going to be ugly. People are going to come at you politically for a couple of days. Then it's over, and, but you're out. That's exactly what they did. Yeah, true enough. True enough. There will be no accountability. Uh, clip 32, Michael. Who's going to get fired over this? Peter, the purpose of the document that we're putting out today is to sort of collate the chief reviews and findings of the agencies that did after-action reviews. Um, uh, the, it, it, it's not, the, the purpose of it is not accountability. 
So I fear we may have leapt past the lead. Let me hit you with it. The White House Thursday released its first after-action review of the disastrous 2021 withdrawal from Afghanistan without taking responsibility for its role in the rushed evacuation mission blighted by the deaths of 13 U.S. service members and hundreds of Afghans in an ISIS suicide bombing. Worth mentioning that many of those hundreds were trying to escape because they had helped the United States and the coalition uh, fight the Taliban and had been promised explicitly that when the time came, we would get them out uh, successfully and safely. Wow. While you're talking, I'm actually reading the um, uh, whatever it is when the words come on your television. They're talking to Margaret Brennan, host of Face the Nation on CBS, and they were uh, discussing on how a lot was left out of this report. No discussion of various cables warning the White House that the Taliban was on the march and going to take over the city immediately. Um, and also, this is on CBS. This is where it's their lead story. I see it's the lead story on ABC also. <clears throat> on CBS, they talked about how releasing this before a big holiday weekend as people are heading out of town, probably not an accident. So getting some skepticism even from your lefty media on this. I saw yeah. Peter Ducey of Fox saying that it was the longest briefing in that room that he's seen in quite some time, about an hour and a half long talking with Kirby, and he was getting it from all sides because he was saying stuff that just doesn't match up with what we all witnessed. Right. Absolutely true. For fans of uh, theater, this is almost too on the nose. While Kirby was taking questions from reporters about the 12-page document, President Biden was slipping out the front door of the White House to an awaiting helicopter uh, to leave Washington to spend the Easter holiday at Camp David. So as uh, Kirby was blowing smoke, the president escaped. So the main thrust of it was it's not our fault. It was the Trump administration. They laid the groundwork and we had no choice. Yep, the review blames former President Trump's administration for pledging to the Taliban that the U.S. would leave Afghanistan by May 21 as part of the Doha Agreement, a move that supposedly left his successor no option but to pull American forces out in the way they did. In fact, the deal also gave the U.S. the right to withdraw from the accord if Afghan peace talks failed, which they did. Uh, quote from the document. During the transition from the Trump administration to the Biden administration, the outgoing administration provided no plans for how to conduct the final withdrawal or evacuate Americans and Afghan allies. There were no such plans in place when President Biden came into office, even with the agreed upon full withdrawal just over three months away. It's the exact opposite of the buck stops here. Yeah, it's at 180 degrees from the buck stops here. It's the the buck stops with Trump. He did he he laid, he laid the groundwork. We had no other option but to handle it this way, which just Bullshit. is. <laughs> and I disagreed with a number of the things the Trump administration was laying out and making deals with the Taliban and whatnot. And I don't know what it would have looked like getting out of there if Trump had won and stayed in office. But man, it's hard to imagine a worse outcome than we got. Well, and I suspect Mike Lyons will get into this when we talk to him at the top of the next hour, hour three of the legendary Armstrong and Getty show. Are we legendary? Probably not. Um, anyway, uh, uh, but it is absolutely worth pointing out that in the month or so leading up to the withdrawal, military commanders were begging for uh, 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 budget and people to defend both airports at the big air base and the Kabul International Airport. 
because just one would make it extremely difficult to do this with any order or, or any efficiency. And they got the word, no, no, the Kabul airport will be fine based on the inaccurate intelligence that the Taliban was years away from doing anything nasty. Now, if the intelligence people got it wrong and fed the wrong information to the administration, I have a teeny tiny bit of sympathy for them. But to make your argument, uh, well, Trump like made an agreement and there's nothing we could do, so it had to go exactly the way it went. That is idiotic. That is an indefensible argument. Many, many, many plans were laid strategies chosen, altered, re-altered in the months immediately preceding the withdrawal. The idea that it was cast in stone, uh, you know, uh, carved in granite is, again, idiotic and indefensible. Right. And then to having watched it unfold and everybody did on the, you know, their, their, their news channels every day for day after day there. It was too recent to be able to stand up there and say, I didn't see the chaos from my perch. Holy crap, are you kidding? You need a vision test or it's like a memory assessment or something. It was some of the most amazing and disturbing chaos I've ever seen. How about the fact that President Biden went from majority approval down into the low 40s, high 30s cents? All analysts say it's because of that. That's when... Uh, the so much of America lost faith in the grown-ups are in charge argument when that whole thing went south. I want to talk about the politics of it briefly because Mark Halpern makes some great points today on how the media has switched back to Team Blue because of Trump being on the scene. It's really interesting and I think absolutely accurate. And like Joe said, I look forward to talking to Mike Lyons in hour three and uh, get a military man's perspective on this. If I can squeeze in one more thing, then we need to take a break. Uh, Donald J. responded with a blistering screed on Truth Social, saying, and I quote, These morons in the White House who are systematically destroying our country, headed up by the biggest moron of them all, hopeless Joe Biden, have a new disinformation game they're playing. Blame Trump for their grossly incompetent surrender in Afghanistan. I watched this disaster unfold just like everyone else. I saw them take out the military first, give $85 billion of military equipment, allow killing of our soldiers, and leave Americans behind. Biden is responsible, no one else. Representative Michael McCall, chairman of the House Foreign uh, Affairs Committee, called Kirby's comments, quote, disgraceful and insulting. Yeah, yeah, and there were a lot of comments like that, which will bring you, uh, stay tuned for more. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER 
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. House Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Michael McCall calling Kirby's comments disgraceful and insulting. On Twitter, Congressman Ronnie Jackson of Texas called Kirby's comments sickening, referring to him as the, quote, new Baghdad Bob. And the hits didn't stop there. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo called Kirby's comments outrageous. They are outrageous. They were outrageous yesterday. So I didn't see any chaos from my perch on the withdrawal from Afghanistan. But Joe Biden made the calculation, because there's audio of it, that, yeah, it's going to be ugly for a while, but we get, we, we got to get out. It's going to be horribly messy and ugly, but people forget about it and we'll move on, but we'll be out. Right. And I'm yeah. sure he felt the same way about this report. We'll put out a bogus report. We'll go up there and say, oh, it's not as bad as you remember. You know, the day before a three-day weekend and Good Friday and uh, disappear for the weekend. And and, and he, I'm sure he's right. The story will be gone by Monday. Maybe it gets a little time on the Sunday talk shows, but not much. And it's over. Which is sickening uh, and really bothersome. So Mark Halpern writing about the politics of this on and the way that the Biden administration laid the blame at the feet of Donald Trump and in which Joe Biden's decision making is lauded in a document released right before the incumbent left for a holiday weekend at Camp David. So he's not around to answer any questions. Mark Halpern writes, can you imagine the press reaction to a Trump White House report blaming a major national security error on Barack Obama? Well, you can't imagine. Of course, the press knows how the public viewed Biden's performance around the withdrawal. Polling is pretty clear. And how experts viewed it. And yet the coverage of the report itself is pretty minimal. And what coverage there is gives extraordinary credence to the audacious partisan blame shifting. The chief reason the press is back on Team D is the big return of Donald Trump as the main character on the stage. And that is exactly right. We're back to the days of if Trump was is on the other side of this argument... Then I got nothing to say. If if Trump is anti-mask, well then 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 masks must be good. If Trump thinks we should open the schools, well then we must want to keep them closed. I mean, there's just no more thought than that. And if you get to blame Trump for Afghanistan, well, I'm certainly not going to jump in and say, whoa, whoa, wait, that's not the way it went down. You could could might kind of help Donald Trump, and you don't want to do that. Even if I published reams of stories about how chaotic, ugly, and poorly handled the withdrawal was by the Biden administration. I will now 
like a toddler, put my hands in front of my face and pretend you can't see me. You know, Kirby's uh, statements were called disgraceful and insulting, outrageous, all those uh, terms you used. I would throw in bizarre. I mean, it's just utterly befuddling that somebody would say, I didn't see any chaos. I mean, that is too Orwellian for Orwell. That's just bizarre. I think Mark Halpern's right in the political moment. We're back to however many months ago. We took a little break there when when Trump kind of receded from the scene. But we're back to the, uh, before you tell me the issue, what side is Trump on? Okay, I'm on the other side. That's, That's all there is to it, any story. You know, just speaking for myself and you folks, I have a feeling you're probably similar. But, I mean, my friends, my family... You know, my my siblings, if they started claiming just bizarre things that I know not to be true just because they prefer the other side in the argument, I would not put up with it. I could not respect them anymore. I would think they'd lost their minds. Well, as I've taken in the coverage over the last 24 hours since this came out, it seems like most news outlets that aren't Fox have handled it by just not talking about it. Cause it would be, I think a stretch too far, even for them. I mean, Richard uh, Engel on NBC news. It was just, you remember when, what he was like at the time, I told yeah. you all this would happen. Um, uh, so they're just not, I have, that's it. right. That's right. He said, I've been reporting for months. Right. Exactly. Yep. So they're just not covering it. The brave guardian of the, uh, the, the Republic. It's the outrageous. It's disgusting. And it will be gone from consciousness by Monday. Boy, that's a perfect phrase to introduce uh, the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. <laughs> I have more new developments on that odd front. Yeah, and I have new thoughts on it, too. I can't wait to talk about it. That's coming up. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but... 
you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I got some Bud Lights for us. So, I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. I think it started with Bud Light, this Dylan Mulvaney becoming the, like, spokesperson for or associated with or paid by this TikTok trans star. But now it's Nike, as we mentioned yesterday, Ultra Beauty, Kate Spade, House Labs, whatever that is, uh, Crest Toothpaste. Oh, no, this person has been making scads of money for quite some time. Uh, he has just come to the attention of more mainstream chunks of America and conservative America uh, recently because of you know his increasingly high-profile associations. The question we have is why? Particularly with Bud Light, as I've heard it described as a downstream brand or something like that, I don't really like that sort of talk as... When I did drink beer, I was a Coors Light guy, and the difference between Bud Light and Coors Light is very little. Um, uh, but uh, it's, you know, at regular person beer, and it just seems odd that they decided to go with the outrageous trans person. Yeah, well, they're reaching out to a certain uh, community mindset, uh, you know, progressive young people. They want progressive young people to drink Bud Light. Well, I heard I heard a theory on this yesterday because that didn't make sense to me. I thought you're doing yourself more harm than good. I mean, the, the, the percentage of people that are going to start drinking Bud Light or drink more Bud Light versus people that might not drink, it se- seems like a loss. Uh, but I heard this theory yesterday and it actually makes sense to me. Companies do this sort of thing to inoculate themselves from future problems. And it's it, it, you, even if you think you take a hit, it's like getting it's like if you get a flu shot and you feel a little sick, you think, oh, it's good, but I won't get a worse flu. Mm-hmm. You, you do this. Maybe you take a little hit from some quarters on your brand, but you're inoculated from a very powerful can get you in trouble fast group out there. You're inoculated for a long time. That's that's an interesting idea, and and I find it um, there's there's a fair amount of truth to that. I think the other part of it is that to a large extent, a lot of media uh, elite, or, or I'm sorry, corporate elite types, just take in the mainstream media, and they have gotten the idea partly because they don't think about this stuff, or they're dopey, or have no morals, or whatever. But they um. They think, well, everybody's in favor of this stuff. So, because conservative America has very little voice. 
certainly, you know, mainstream Midwestern Protestant America doesn't exist to coastal advertising elite. And they're they're teams of of young uh, go-getters. Caitlyn Jenner, perhaps the most famous trans person in the world, because as Bruce Jenner, he won a gold medal and was world famous and then became Caitlyn Jenner, slams woke Nike for partnership with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney, calling outrageous the idea of him, her wearing a sports bra and advertising for Nike, blah, blah, blah. Um, Go ahead. I was going to say, you want to hear some brilliant writing. Kirsten Fleming for the New York Post. It's official. Corporate America is trolling Americans. The latest evidence is that Nike, a company that once celebrated athletic merit, has anointed transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney a brand representative. Uh, Alert the media. I'm entering my workout era, Mulvaney said, showing off a Nike sports bra on Instagram. Then they name-check a couple of the other uh, companies that are working with this unit, this person. Uh, This deluge of corporate-sponsored support for Mulvaney is cynical and calculated. The brand's all essentially deploying Mulvaney as a weapon in this bizarre gender culture war. Uh, The whole push is to to tweak a phrase from the right, owning the cons. Well, I find Jack's uh, uh, explanation more compelling in mine. But anyway, here's where it gets good. Uh, To achieve this, these companies are turning Mulvaney into a religious figure, an infallible Latter-day prophet, demanding not acceptance, but effusive praise and a daily parade to fake their new identity. Mulvaney is to 2023 what the mask was to 2021, a symbol of virtue. And so the 26-year-old media star went to the social media star, went to the White House and met with President Biden, who said, God love you. On her daytime show, Drew Barrymore got down on the floor, knelt in front of Mulvaney and wept like some deeply Catholic villager in a remote part of Mexico, witnessing the Virgin Mary's face miraculously appearing on a piece of toast. Wow. I heard about Drew Barrymore uh, and it was just kind of referred to. I didn't realize that she got on her knees and wept. No, it's a sickening, sickening tape. About what? I'm still unclear what the San Diego native has accomplished beyond beyond transitioning a hot second ago, but it certainly helps to have a high-powered Hollywood machine providing gale force winds at your back. But as a woman, I can only say, que pasa? What's happening? In all my decades on this earth, I've never met a female who acts, speaks, or presents themselves like Mulvaney. Prancing and screeching, look at me. Mulvaney's like a hyperactive toddler who got into her dad's cocaine stash their dad's cocaine stash, and then wrap themselves in an Audrey Hepburn Halloween costume. Don't like let that. your toddlers get into your... Your, co- hypera- your hyperactive toddler. Get into your cocaine stash, or certainly where you keep your Audrey Hepburn costumes. Halloween costumes. Yeah, exactly. Mulvaney's performance is annoying and regressive. There are bubble baths, Barbies, and dressing up like Eloise, a fictional six-year-old on TikTok. This isn't a female identity. It's a strange fetish with an annual conference at a Hilton in Peoria. Even for Bud Light's campaign pegged to March Madness, Mulvaney played into the lame stereotype of the dumb sports allergic chick. Right. We just played it. Just found out this had to do with sports and not just saying it's a crazy month. Yeah. Uh, somebody right. should tell Mulvaney that this year's women's NCAA final had a historically high ratings, etc. Even more farcical, Mulvaney's whole brand is not about being transgender, but rather girlhood, something Dylan didn't have. 
Us girls, we grow breasts. We bleed and distress at pool parties, school functions, and soccer games. But those deeply uncomfortable, awkward experiences forge us into the strong female adults we become. There's a small percentage of the population who will benefit from transitioning, and I'm happy if someone is happy in their new skin. But it's a whole other level to demand the masses contort objective reality through the lens of a few vocal folks. I'm not sure the solution is to shoot Bud Light cans, never waste beer, that's my kind of girl writing this article, or lead empty boycotts at Nike, but I'll be pining away for the good old days, read maybe a couple of years ago, when brands were nakedly trying to sell me their product, not a pseudo-religious movement. Right. So a couple of things on that that I found interesting, because I took in a bunch of uh, podcastry on this yesterday from some of my favorite pundits trying to figure out what the hell's going on, because I'm a little confused by this. Um... Uh, well, first of all, I said I'd been thinking the last couple of days. I don't think it's you know Kid Rock shooting the, the Bud Light cans with his machine gun and all that. Very entertaining, but I don't know how many people are actually going to abandon drinking Bud Light. But then I was thinking about just because of the kind of Bud Light's mostly in a duopoly situation with Coors and like Coke and Pepsi. And when you're in a situation where you can choose one or the other most of the time, there might be quite a few people that decide, you know what, there's not really much difference between Coors Light and Bud Light, so I'll go ahead and drink Coors Light. Because honestly, me, if I'm standing there and I got the choice between a Coors Light and a Bud Light over this, it's not a, I wouldn't, I'm not going to do the full-on boycott, major stance, commit my life to, but if I got the choice in front of me between one or two in the checkout aisle, I'm probably going to buy the Coors Light just because I'm annoyed by what Bud Light just did. That could happen. That could be replicated millions of times across the country. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I absolutely. Since I the do. products are so similar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The other thing that I came across and I was completely unaware of, I've heard this guy's name before, but I don't know him that well. Patrick Deenan, and he's a big deal in like libertarian, conservative sort of thinking circles, and a lot of libertarians hate him, and he's debated George Will and Jonah Goldberg over some of his stances and whatever. I guess he's controversial. But he has one theory that I thought held up pretty good. His theory that progressives need to have a way out there thing that they're pushing for all the time that's controversial to like, um, energize the movement. It's like the, the it's like the fire that keeps the movement going. And sometimes it's stuff that ends up being uh, something everybody uh, comes to round to and agrees with. Civil rights movement, then gay stuff for forever, you know, pushing gay marriage and acceptance, all this stuff. But all that's done. It's all good. It all happened. And the new thing is this. You got to have something edgy that fires people up, that's controversial, that's, you know, owns and, the and other pits side. pits you, exactly, and pits you against the the, the evildoers. And right. in this case, unlike civil rights and, you know, gay marriage and various other things, it's just really way out there, and I don't think America is going to come around to it in the same way. But it is no, an energizing despite, force, it seems. Right, despite the best efforts of uh, various entities, including the media, to bully everybody into getting on our knees and, and, and submitting because you can't uh, you can't argue against something that has no counter argument other than you're a racist and I'm going to ruin you or you're a you're a transphobe and I'm going to ruin you and so people of most personality types just fall into line fall to their knees and say don't hurt me well it is a powerful uh, fortunately group. or unfortunately uh, uh, we're not of that personality type I'm certainly not it is a powerful group they've had some pretty big successes in terms of uh making people go away or cower. 
And um, like I said earlier, this idea that, oh, we have a little Mulvaney and Joe Biden. I want to hear this. Uh, Mr. President, this is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God and, love you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, all right. Publicly transitioning. This whole everybody's got to see me aspect of the whole thing. Ugh. Yeah, well, to quote uh, Kirsten Fleming again, uh, where is that part? Uh, Just the the look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, Cocaine-crazed, hyperactive toddler. The President of the United States sat down with this person. Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. Okay, here's the question before we take a break. There you go. The question. We've boiled it down, folks. Here it is. Five years from now, are we continuing to go further down this road, or has it receded? Receded. You think? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I I could be wrong, but as, as you pointed out, you know, comparing this insanity to the civil rights movement or, um, you know, women's rights, uh, whatever, uh, those had uh, compelling moral heft. People met those arguments and thought, wow, you know what? I'm convinced. Took some longer than others, certainly. They were on the uh, right side of history with those. Yeah, absolutely. And, and their arguments, you know, like Martin Luther King saying, hey, Declaration of, the, of Independence uh, wrote a check. It's time you cash it. Um, that was an immensely powerful moral argument. Yesterday I was a dude, but now I'm a woman and I get to go into locker rooms and compete against women on the sports field is a bizarre and idiotic notion. And you have to agree to my pronouns. Right. That are yeah, different the than they thing. were three days ago. And because you are a female impersonator who does this bizarre parody of womanhood i need to worship you as some sort of symbol of of goodness and justice what the hell by the way supreme court weighing in on uh, some stuff with the whole trans athletes thing that we ought we ought to talk about i suppose among a bunch of other things on the way so i had a mental episode this morning of some sort not exactly sure well i think uh, some textures diagnosed it actually i wasn't expecting great medical advice from the text line but I think to we got the some, least. and uh, it's it's definitely news you could use uh, for your own brain health. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Third hour, Mike Lyons, uh, one of our go-to military guys, and uh, talk about the Pentagon report that came out yesterday on the exit from Afghanistan. See what he thinks of it. So I got uh, lost on the way to work today, a road that I have driven every weekday for decades. Uh, and I got lost and didn't know where I was and couldn't figure out how to get here. And it's one of the more disturbing things that's ever happened to me in my entire life, and I am not exaggerating a bit. I am rattled by it. And uh, I uh, have a, uh, some sense that in uh, later today or this weekend, I will decide I shouldn't have talked about this on the air as openly as I did. But I, uh, I, I am I am seriously rattled by it. So I um, m- me too. So so the best thing you can do if you ever have a medical question is just Google your symptoms and then mm-hmm. read, especially on forums where people are just randomly commenting. The second best thing you can do is if you're a public person of any kind is just have a text line and ask yeah. texters to text him. <laughs> but sound I, advice. But I actually think I've gotten to the nut of it uh, here with some help. Now, not all the exa- uh, suggestions were good. Alien abductions happen all the time, said one texter. Um, hmm. Michael suggested maybe it was a spider bite. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I did have a bunch of people join in with this with lots of exclamation points. Jack, you just had a TIA. Uh, I had one two years ago. Get to the hospital immediately. I didn't know what a TIA was. A transient ischemic attack? Ischemic attack. Often referred to as a mini stroke. Mini stroke, yes. So uh, so I was reading that and think, well, that, that'd be obviously highly troubling. But I got a whole bunch of these, and this sounds maybe closer to what's going on with me. And I've had a number of other things in recent days. Not as bad as getting lost on a road that I know and, like, just I actually can't figure out where I'm going. But similar sorts of things. Got this uh, text. Jack, I went through similar episodes. Uh, Everybody thought I had early Alzheimer's. Ended up that I was just reacting to multiple stressful situations that happened one on top of another. I made major changes in my life. My brain got much better. Uh, Good luck. Got another text. Uh, Even though you're uh, all the way through your divorce, I'm not. Uh, the legal process is slow. It will still rattle you as a post-traumatic stress. Uh, sleep catching up to you. I went through a divorce with young kids in my 40s. I ran a red light once, almost hit somebody, missed paying my mortgage, etc. Really interesting. I got this text. 
enjoy it. Like on Cheers when Sam said, Coach, I'm having blackouts. And Coach said, it's kind of a nice break in the day, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. The lighter side. Uh, got this. One time in my life when I was under stress, preoccupied with thoughts and business and stuff during a walk that I did every day in my neighborhood, I realized at one point I didn't know where I was. Took a long time to figure it out. Stress. Um, somebody else with the whole mini stroke thing. Uh, here's a, here's here's another one that that's leading me to believe it's stress and sleep. I had a similar experience after the death of my son. I couldn't remember how to put gas in my car, then went across the street to the bank and couldn't remember how to use the ATM. I was only 49. I believe for wow. me it was a combination of extreme stress and lack of sleep. It's just interesting to me that that can happen. And you can, you know, when with more sleep and the stress going away, go back to normal. Isn't that interesting? Uh, yeah, it, it rings true, though. Uh, I, I get that. Uh yeah, wow. Here's somebody else yeah, said I, it happened to their brother when he was 17 under a whole bunch of stress from a difficult uh, family situation. He got lost driving home from school at age 17. I just think there are times when you go so deep into one part of your brain, um, it takes a while to find your way back, especially if it's exacerbated by stress and sleep and that sort of thing. Wow. Lack of sleep, I mean. Um, yeah. I mean, I, well, did, I, cert- I certainly hope it's that I won't get into the details because it's not fair to other people. But between divorce and kid stuff and how many doctors, psychiatrists did I talk to this week? How many therapist appointments with, with other people involved? Uh, geez, I don't know a lot. Oh, man. In addition to not much sleep. But I didn't know that your brain could shut off like that. Just say, that's it. I'm out. Uh, at some point, <laughs> you're not going to take care of me, then I'm not going to take care of you. Good luck finding your way to work. I guess that's what your brain says. You know, I make a living at calling crap, crap, you know, calling bull ass on things, but that seems perfectly reasonable as an explanation. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. And a bunch of people having uh, had the exact same experience. That's really interesting. And I think, you know, news you can use if it ever happens to you. Or if you're in a stressful situation, make you know, watch out for it. I guess. What about poor diet <laughs> and eating or and spider eating. bites? <laughs> <laughs> I like somebody who had a two-word text brain tumor. Thank you for that one, also. Wow, <laughs> what what kind of person are you? <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to know you. Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Mike Lyons in moments. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.